0: Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Wazempa. I am Brady Staffel. Hey Brady, how are you doing? The weather is getting warmer. The weather is getting warmer and I am pretty jazzed about it. Birds are singing, snow is melting. What do you want? You know what do you want in a life? <laughs> That's right. Actually, I'm excited too because I actually uh, new, I have bulbs coming up, which is really oh, funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that should be soon cool. here too. Whatever's left in the front, and then it's it's a it's a matter of getting grass to take again. That's just it's all summer long.
0: Now, weren't you involved in some sort of grass project, or you're thinking you're going to be, or am I? Wow, well, it's just an every year
1: thing because I've got oh, two dogs, and right. the one's ninety pounds, and he's just a wall of meat, and he uh, he turns real hard, and he torques real off the line real hard, and so every time he he turns or starts running, it kicks up sods, and he doesn't replace his divots. I mean, he's
0: just got no tact uh at all so he just <laughs> shreds the yard you think the dog is going to go around and like replace the grass yeah. i i wouldn't mind I mean, it'd be a di- a delightful you'd think somebody be able to figure out how i've to train already got to go yeah probably somebody has i've already
1: got to go around and pick up after him they won't even you know yeah try to teach him to use a toilet i didn't go over so you know there's all kinds of stuff you got for the dogs but that's just an ongoing thing and i'm excited because it's pretty beat up out there right now so yeah um, make that look nice and just, just go out, be out. I think it's supposed to be in the sixties by the end of the week or the weekend or something. So that's just generally worth mentioning. And, and I, I look forward to it. I hope that summer's not as hot as it was last year, but, uh, in the spring,
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It is. It's awesome. Actually, it's funny. I think we had a little debate about this last time where is it warmer in the spring? So is 50 degrees feel better in the spring oh, yeah. than it does in the winter. And actually I saw a New York times article that says, yes, that is, indeed something that people experience they can't figure out whether it's more psychological Mm -hmm. but there is actually a scientist who believes it's scientific i think actually your blood
1: changes when you get colder like it there's there's physiological changes that happen in your body because you do get acclimated to heat you get acclimated to cold yeah and then once it warms up you feel it but you and i were talking off air i think about different things And, and the way people experience temperature is not just how warm is the air, you know, particularly the air molecules that are touching your body. It has to do with like radiation that's being reflected off of the ground and the way that it contacts you from the sun. When the sun's in a different position and it's brighter and there's fewer clouds, like, yeah, it, it feels different. It just genuinely feels different. So that's my hot take.
0: I think it it's is your hot take. It was yeah. really funny. So I mentioned this to a group of people and they thought, well, they were kind of like, no duh. You know, it's like like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I, you know, I've never seen any sort of scientific proof for this. Yeah. They're like, well, have you Googled it? Like making sure that I knew that there was a Google machine right. out there that I could so use. And I was one like, of these uh accepted pieces that everybody in humanity is like, yeah, I mean, it,
1: sometimes it feels warmer <laughs> than it is. <laughs> what do you
0: want? Yeah, our friend, well, move friend on of the life. show, friend of the show, John, was kind of like, Well, no doubt, dude. Go check yeah. it out. So Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was I was schooled by John. So well, thank um, you, John. I have a scenario for you. And you're yes. a younger dude, so I have to ask you this scenario here. So I have uh we have a good listener here, Matt. And Matt yep. is an awesome listener. He has been with us probably since the beginning, since inception. Uh-huh. And uh, Matt the other day called me. And the only way I knew that is because there was a hang up call. There was no voicemail. Mm-hmm. So there was, and then like I'm going, oh, okay, well, that was interesting. He must have been butt dialing me or something like that. Right. So then another day goes by and there's another phone call from Matt and <laughs> there's no voicemail. So then like later on that day, same thing, like no voicemail. So I'm thinking to myself, what the heck? So then I finally go, oh, you know, I should call Matt. I, I called Matt, like kind of right. out of the blue. And he goes, yeah, did you see I called? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't leave a voicemail. <laughs> right. And he goes, well, but, you know, I don't leave voicemails. And I'm like, well, is that a, a millennial? Text. Is that like some sort of millennial thing? Uh, like, okay. No, so the
1: thing is a, like, leave a te- like send a text. You know, no, because these I, days, like if you're not sending a text or something to follow up, nobody's going to go dig through their voicemail. And I think a lot of that is just how freaking arduous it is to get there. It's like,
0: no, timeout, timeout. So if somebody leaves me a voicemail, I know it's not a butt dial and I should probably return the call. Oh, man. It takes me forever to go through my voicemail. I'm it's not like, saying,
1: uh, yeah. hello, and thank you for calling. Be, 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 be. press one. OK, preamble. Here's the whole number. Okay. Okay. Then so wait a, se- a second.
0: Wait a second. So your parents, your your dad calls you. Mm-hmm. Does leave a voicemail? Calls you twice, maybe, or maybe one time, and you just go, "Oh, okay, cool. Should I call him back? Do you see that it was missed? Do you call him back? If Here- uh, if it's my
1: dad, I'd probably call him back if I have time, if I if I remember, because my dad will call.
0: You know, like, and he's here's the school. key point. If you remember, there's a voicemail you will call him back.
1: Yeah, but it, I, I what I'm saying is I might not listen to the voicemail for 2 weeks or a month. When I go through to actively empty up my voicemails. That's what I don't look I don't want to go through dealing with all that. If you say, "Hey, it's Dad. Um, I had a question for you call like call me." Okay. Yeah. You know, when I have a chance I'll I'll, I'll do that. But voicemails. No. It, it, this is like this is pretty common among people that I know. I had a friend 10 years ago and he was like I'm like, how do you have 99 voicemails? Like, why is your inbox? He's like, I don't listen to that. I'm not going to do that. And like, that's just a common sentiment in a lot of the younger people that I know. Like, send a text. It takes two seconds to look at a text. It literally, it'll it take me a minute to five minutes to, to wade through my my voicemail. And I have to be there actively, you know, pushing buttons through it and stuff. I don't want to deal with that. It's not like the old even the old uh, tape recorder things where it's like, skip, delete. It's like, God, I got this whole thing. Wait till the end for the phone number. Blah 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 blah.
0: I just yeah. have to push this thing that says voicemail on it and just tells me. And it actually transcribes too. So like yeah, I can I don't, look at I it. I don't and have call. look,
1: and my phone has taken a dump on me. Like the we're just waffling on here, just
0: old hands. I'm sorry, everybody. Everyone has like, a rotary phone, so yeah, like my rotary phone and my magic
1: jack, whatever. And um but like my phone has stopped giving me voicemail updates. It doesn't tell me if I have a voicemail anymore, and I don't care. Wow. Once yeah. a month, every other month, I'll go in and be like, huh, I wonder what's in there. Maybe there's something important. I'll go through. Nope, that's garbage. Nope, that's garbage. Nope, that's garbage. I'm done. You
0: know? Okay. So if Matt, like all of a sudden I see a recent call from Matt, but Matt yeah. doesn't text me. Do you call Matt back? I, it depends on who it is. It really depends. I just, I just think it's so weird. You younger people, you younger folk are just so... Uh, what do you think, uh, listeners? Reach out to us at longmont at gmail.com. I just everybody's, think it's it's just kind of funny. I'm like, okay, if you want me to talk to you, at this point. Let's get text your phone call or whatever. You know, that's all I'm saying. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> to send hey, a text. You want to talk? I, send a text. I know. I, don't, I You got a sec? You know, don't like call it. me when you got a sec. It looks like we have our guests today, so we're going to go right to Heather because we're going to try like, to prevent go ahead Heather go ahead. I, I look forward
1: to talking to you I just want to say also if you're gonna send a text don't just write call me okay because you want to you want to scare the crap out of somebody just put call me in like one line call me that's because true people, a text like that and it's people kind of go like too. who yeah. died yeah what did you, what's just not important call me not important call me question call me whatever just don't don't just like that that stuff because it's like oh god somebody died
0: you know. Like, I want everybody to go out and give Brady some sort of easier device to get his voicemails because apparently you have a very arduous process for getting. I.
1: His it's not just me. So. It's not just me. You're the. There's a, am, some I'm the oldster here. Let's you know. let's go to Heather. This is yeah. We, All right, this Heather. Has nothing to hey, do with anything important. Thanks
0: for joining us. Can you? I have. Uh, I'm negligent in getting your last name again too, please. So if you could give us your full name, that would be delightful and. <laughs> And um, you're with the Times Building and the wonderful renovation over there. And, again, if I'm incorrect there, um, please correct me.
2: No, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Heather Marvin. And, yes, with the Times Collaborative at 338 Main.
0: And Brady and I were just so delighted that you invited us over to go take a look at it. And for our, some of our listeners, maybe the um, the people who actually do accept voicemails on their phones, the older set, Uh, This building used to be Rakelli's, which was an Italian restaurant, and then it was Delicioso after that. And it was kind of this bizarre, I have to describe it as this really compartmentalized, bizarre building. And tell us what you've done with it.
2: Yeah, I I love hearing other people describe it um, because that's how we saw it, too. Um, It also had a secondary retail on the first floor and um, residential on the second floor. And our goal with the building was to create a combined open workspace um, to uh, create a collaborative community where people can come and either have a private office or desk and enjoy all that Longmont has to offer.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I think Brady, you were talking about how you love the kitchen concept kind of. Oh thing yeah. So yeah. we talked about this at the end of the last show, just priming up for this
1: one. And um we talked about all the, the varying open spaces. So when you walk in, it's this nice open thing. There's going to be a kitchen there. And then you walk back through it. There's this beautiful staircase that was put in, nice and wide. goes up to a landing, up again. And then you go back and you go through. And then in the back, there's a bunch of personalized office spaces with openings on the top that open up to see sort of a Frank Lloyd Wright-esque, where you get to see the ducting and the pipes, all the cool architectural features. And then way in the back, there's, there's a commercial kitchen that I was in love with, because as I've mentioned, there's, um, I've cooking history, in my background, and then there's a wonderful pass through that goes from the kitchen space into a small dining space, which I think is just super fun because you can get a group of people together, do a tasting menu, uh, try some stuff off, you know, throw that pasta against the wall, see what sticks. And what, what I didn't mention last time is that that, That pass-through is pretty cool. It's going to be on a a hydraulically sprung door, if I remember right. So it's like an external door with the knob at the bottom in the middle. And you you turn it, and it opens, and it'll come up. And then you can pass-through. You can close it again. So there's privacy. There's a pass-through. Pretty cool. And then you go upstairs, and there's like, uh, I know I mentioned this again last week individual rooms with architectural features that have been maintained. Some of the old busy uh, wallpaper has been folded into the architectural structure of the place. So like, I'm, I'm assuming it will be gone over with varnish or something, but you've got um, like these old busy uh, wallpapers and, and just fun different rooms. And then a nice big open area that overlooks uh, Longmont and Main Street and stuff. And I think you're overlooking, you're overlooking threes, if I'm not right. Yes. <laughs> so, so there's views too, uh, sure. which is great. Yeah. Uh, could be, could be, if nothing else, prime people watching um, exactly. potential, yeah. but it's, it's beautiful. I thought it was a, a really cool thing. And uh, like the, all the architectural features were really neat. But to Eric's point, I thought that the kitchen space was really cool and a lot of fun. And I've never been fortunate enough to be in a space like that. And so if, if you clone something else good on you, cause it looks super neat. But um, if you came up with all of it, even better. Uh, that's pretty cool. What's so what you there? Yeah.
0: And your idea was to have like, you know, if entrepreneurs want to do some sort of food product, they can actually kind of test it out in the kitchen. And then adjacent to that is that conference room. It seems like where they could do make a pitch. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, exactly. It came out of a selfish need from my own industry, um, being a food product consultant um, I'm more do the finance and accounting and supply chain side, but work with all these wonderful chefs that usually go into a kitchen and then need a, the ability to present. And rarely have I seen that in a way that, um, that really works and gives the chef an opportunity to present the food in the best manner and off of a commercial kitchen as opposed to a little kitchenette or um, bringing hot food to a secondary location. So it really came out of that desire to be able to share food in a real-time environment. And I've seen that working really well within CPG, but also small-scale restaurant where you have a couple different locations and you don't want to take time out of your own kitchen within the restaurant to develop new products. Don't want to deal with the allergen potential allergen issues. It just really provides the opportunity to take that out of the space and into a space dedicated for that purpose. And I would love for you to come cook.
1: sometime. I think that'd be super fun. I, and I do think that there's so much life and energy when you're part of that process, like, and you've got the whole chef's table experience where you would have like a little tiny table and you're sitting back there in the back of the house where, I mean things get wild and heated and it's hot and smoky and like there's there's a certain like understanding of the fundamentals more so than you get if you don't have that experience. So I think that that's that's cool. That's a that's an interesting feature to bring in.
0: Hey skip, uh, Heather we we skipped right over you and who you are and like what possessed you. So if you could give a little bit about your background and then what possessed you to like say, "Hey, we're going to redo this building." So
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I think the best place to start is when I was a kid, my family moved to Colorado when I was really young to buy a radio station in Boulder proper and KBOL radio. It was an AM radio station right as AM was dying and <laughs> taken over by um, the big um, the big media
0: company. Can I interrupt real quick? Was that like 14... 14- 30 or something like that, AM or something like that?
2: Yeah, you're so close. It's 1490, yeah. Can I
0: just tell you, I used to drive this old late model Toyota, like really, and it didn't have anything else other than a AM, FM radio. And I used to listen to that that station religiously because it was really kind of interesting music. So anyway,
2: it's kind of fun. So you were the one.
0: (laughs) I was the one listener who would listen to that. So it was really fascinating. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Nice. No, thank you for sharing that. Um, So we own the station only for two years. um, And I just had this connection and passion for owning your own business and really taking a dream and um, seeing it through to life. And as I was going through... The last 15 years of my career, really food focused and really entrepreneurial, and on the front end of, um, of bringing a product to market and then going through the process of different MA and being involved in that experience across the board marketing, sales, supply chain, finance. Um, just love having my hands in everything and being busy. And it was in that that I decided that I wanted to challenge myself um, and follow my dreams of real estate to some extent. And then also just really getting outside of my comfort zone and creating a space for um, for people to develop their own dreams. I also had become a consultant at that point and had always had that dream of working from home and having having my head down and focusing. And I wonder if other people over the last year have had this experience where it sounds really great on paper, but then you need a break and you find your laundry or cleaning and all these other things to distract you. And as a true procrastinator, I just need to be outside of my environment And I need to go get energy from other people and from a building and have the opportunity to walk around to um, spark different ideas and ways of thinking about things that are going to help my business and (laughs) what I'm trying to do for a career, not clean the house. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah,
1: I. <laughs> there's definitely that syndrome where you're walking around the house and you're like, okay, I need to be productive. I've got myself spun up in that productive mode. And it's like, well, actually the dishes is productive, not in the way that I need it to be, but like, yeah, exactly. this, yeah. I'll just punt on the thing that yeah. I'm supposed to do. And I, I could probably scrub the grout, you know, like this is looking filthy. Yeah. And then you wind up. Yeah. So I, I definitely can sympathize with that whole, oh, you're stuck in the house and it's good to have a place to go. It's good to get that energy from other people. Kind of makes yeah. me wonder
0: if there should be a laundry room in a co-working space sometime. Anyway, um, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. You actually I, mentioned... I take you heard it here first. Eric says no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, So Heather, when are you slated to be open?
1: Yeah,
2: our grand opening is March 15th. It's going to look a little different than I had originally envisioned it two years ago i think but our doors will be open there'll be someone there all the time and invite anyone to come and walk through um brady i appreciate you mentioning what we did as far as keeping the old historical items the wallpaper the doors the floors um i think that the space um really speaks for itself and would love for people to come through and see it.
1: And what I would like to add is that, um, and I know it's probably let you talk about it more, but, but when I went through this process with my wife, because she's she works for a company um, out of state, and so she was looking, as the pandemic said, basically for a place to go. And there's plenty of options, but if you, if you want a place that's like warm and charming and like has that convivial sense and like somebody thought it through and it's a place that you want to go and be like I can only commend you for the decisions that were made there because it feels like a place that you're going to go and you're going to feel inspired and so that's you obviously put a lot of thought into that and like designing it in that kind of way. So it's not just, yep, it's, it's like that, you know, plastic laminate stuff on the background wipes off nice and easy. You know, it's easy to, it's sterilized. The carpet's ultra durable. It's, it's, you know, there's charm and there's, there's wood and there's uh design elements and stuff. So you can go and feel like you want to be there. So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: It is. It's a lot, it's a lot less that sterile kind of old co-working space if you will this is really cool and and the other thing too that i want to point out to listeners is the fact that it looks like you're going to be able to rent out some of the space um for like events or smaller gatherings and that sort of thing so that's exciting too as so well could we you are- mention
1: too i know that there were some bigger open spaces and on the second floor you had said um maybe there will be communal activities and what other sort of features are you building in can you talk about that
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we do have two open spaces that during the day we anticipate using for um, shared, real true shared workspace, long tables, close, um, close close-ish contact right now. Um, But everything is flexible in that we can move it at night for events, for happy hours, um, for different times where we as a community and inspired by um, people within our community can get together and talk about different aspects of business or the community and how we can be um, better servants to the community. Um, and then, so that nighttime, both above and below with, you know, 50, people below between the two floors. And then also the idea of early morning being able to be flexible with that space so that a few times a week we can host events like yoga and meditation um, to really inspire the, the feelers and makers to come in, um and join our space.
0: It's great. And there's a historic element to it, too, as well. I think people don't realize that, but I used to look at that building. And it was called the Times Building or something like that. I didn't realize it actually meant the old newspaper. Um, And it sounds like you found some pretty cool stuff in there, too, as well, when you were renovating.
2: Yeah, so it was the original home of the daily times and the weekly times before the whole um, times call joining, which I think happened in the 1930s. The building was originally built in the 1870s, I believe, fell victim to a big fire, which is depicted on the mural in the breezeway, um, right past our building and then was rebuilt in 1890 or right in there, um, again to host the times and it maintained the printing press and paper operations until that 1930 period.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, Heather, what have we not asked you that you want the listeners to know about before we let you go?
2: No, I I think you covered it and I'm so appreciative of your time and the time you took to come and walk the building and um, please drop by at any point and love to have you and so excited to be a part of a vibrant community that I really feel has open arms to others within the community and it's very inspiring and happy to be here.
0: Well, thank you so much for making that. A uh, bit of Main Street looks so much better, not only form but function too. So, thank you very much, Heather, and um, we'll let you go. Thanks so Wonderful. much for joining us.
2: Have a great one, thank you. You Thanks, too. Everybody. All
0: right, that's Heather Marvin from the Times Building, the Times Collective Building. And uh, no, I was I was thrilled that she allowed us to come over and take a tour. Oh yeah. Um, you were yeah. geeking out not only in the Holland Oats music, but you were geeking out on oh, the renovations yeah. and everything. Yeah.
1: so The Holland Oats was playing. <laughs> I've known like well, I hang out online a lot with my friends, and I'm I'm always known as the guy who's singing something. So, um, yeah, it, I was I was having a lot of fun there. There's I'm I'm surprised they're going to be open like in a couple of weeks here because there was there was work left to be done, but they were they were on it. So that should be really exciting. It would be fun to go through there again when it was finished. And uh, well, and
0: again to those people who remember it as Delicioso and Raquelis and some other things. I mean, it looks so different and so cool.
1: So. I remember seeing the building from up front and going, eh, I'm not going to eat yeah. there. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was very compartmentalized and kind of like a long hallway. It was kind of interesting. But speaking of restaurants, a good segue, Ooh. we are told from our friend Bill that there is a new restaurant on the horizon here where the Flavor of India used to be.
1: Yeah, Flavors of India. So yeah. uh, that's right on that. We were talking about it last week or a couple of weeks ago, too, when we were talking about the Spoke, because it's right on that... Um, the breezeway area yeah Yeah, pedestrian (laughs) crossing um so yeah tacos gto and currently it's slated their website says they're they're the best mexican food truck in longmont bold statement bold statement uh there's a lot of good tacos in longmont hopefully these um join that list um i'm excited to try it i I genuinely like tacos and and mexican food
0: we have Uh, a lot of taco uh possibilities which is really great for Longmont. i mean it's just like wow i mean one of these days we'll have to do like a uh taco tasting or something like that oh well i what i will say we haven't done well is, is
1: have anybody from any of those restaurants on and, yeah uh, yeah we could get you know some latino representative that's easy from um you know to talk about not just you know the restaurant scene but um life in longmont yeah um so yeah i mean it looks to to be fairly affordable it's coming up in that old building and i think that's what the 500 block it's right in there of main street um flavors of india that old red building i think probably exactly we'll yeah.
0: and flavors of india just to be clear is still around it's where the samples restaurant yep. went went out and so flavor of india is up there on the 400 block i believe correct Yep.
1: and that's a yeah. cool space yeah that's yeah, it's yep. a really cool we, space. we mentioned that a while back that's a cool space too um it's good for all of these people um I, i've got to say i'm very impressed with the resiliency of longmont and the willingness of, of various businesses to take over because we we talked about Aflore. I drove yeah. past them today, yeah. and it's F-L-O-R-A-E, I think is how it's spelled in uh-huh. the flower yep. shop. Yeah. It. And they're moving into the old uh, kitchen and co space on like the the corner of the 500 block or whatever it is. Um, so they're moving in there, and so people are, are shuffling around and picking up these spaces that have been dropped. Um, and I thought we should mention that Moe's Bagels... Uh, is actually they're getting some work done there. And I, I know that that's supposed to be going on, but you're kind of going, oh, it's the pandemic. Is anybody going to do anything? And they have what appears to be a large swath of plastic sheathing over the top. And there were guys out there working today as I drove past. Yeah,
0: and so for uh people who don't know, that's uh, most bagels that's going to be across from where Jefe's Tacos is. Yep, so Main Street, about the 200 block on the east side. Yeah, old timers will remember it as Burger Chef. So there's a little bit of trivia Burger there. Chef. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no doubt. But I got to say, again, with the revitalization of buildings in that corridor um, for a long time, that just sat as nothing with stuff spray painted on it. Yeah. um, And it, you're kind of going, well, geez, is anything ever going to go in there again? Is anything ever going to happen? And sure enough, some some enterprising folks say, no, there's potential here. We'll pick this up.
0: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that area and, and to your point, the, uh, vibrancy, I mean, I'm, I'm actually just so impressed with people just taking a risk, uh, yeah. like Heather, like the taco restaurant that's coming in, like the most bagels. I mean, to me, maybe
1: overdo it on the, you know, the old town revitalization and stuff. Um, yeah. we've mentioned more than once that like, in order to revitalize, you have to give people a place to live there. Yep. And you go, well, are these places tenable? Is this going to keep going? But they just built that big apartment complex and the spoke is going up and that'll that should be available in the next year or so and they're gonna have whatever it was, 70, 80 units, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's right there on Main Street. And then there's potentially other stuff that's that's in the works in that area, and then stuff further north in the corridor. So there's like there's gonna be potential for people to live there and not just play, you know, or work there. Exactly. So that's yeah. um that's really exciting. So some of these extra businesses you're going, yeah. Well, I see it. You know, there's there's new people moving in. There's new places for people to move into soon um, and potentially even more on the horizon. So very exciting stuff uh, up and down the Main Street corridor. I, you do get to a certain point as you're going south. You know, you pass all that stuff. and It's like, oh, it's a used car lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like...
0: <laughs> that'll change quicker than we think so
1: probably yeah that's one of those things that i'll watch with interest because there's there's a place you have to sell cars you have to sell used cars but it just becomes a very stark transition because it's like oh you look at most bagels is coming in and then you've got the cheese importers and then oh it's a a car lot um you know right by the beautiful river corridor and you're going boy that's actually at one point that would have been far out kind of for the Mm -hmm. main street corridor Mm -hmm. and now you're going you know that's actually a really, really big lot with a really, really beautiful view. Because I was looking past all of the cars as I was driving south today, on my right, and you're seeing the the mountains, and it had just snowed, and it's this gorgeous vista. You have this oh, long view, yeah. and you're going, yeah. You know, I do wonder if they'll stay. You know, and, and good on them if they can make it work there. But I could see it's a used car lot. I could see them saying we can make money elsewhere. We could also make a bundle of money by giving this up. So yeah.
0: I don't know the way yeah, things it, have been it, going. It is. And plus that'll kind of run into the whole river corridor area. And, you know, I just heard that it uh, looks like the left-hand brewing is going to start breaking some ground on their, their uh, uh, beer garden. So yep. pretty and soon. For and for people who don't know, that's um on Boston, Boston Avenue. Yep. Yep, yeah. Side. So, I mean, if you look in Boston Avenue and what the mitigation is that they're doing to the river yeah. and how they're, that is just exploding over there as far as yeah. what they're doing. And so the beer garden is going to be right around there and, Um, it's, as I understand it, it's going to be kind of a different take in a beer garden. So, you know, for like today's market, if you will, in today's world, it's Mm -hmm. not going to be that traditional, you know, if you, for lack of a better expression, kind of an Aryan, <laughs> you know, it's oh like yeah, a, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little bit more hipster and a little bit more diverse, which I think is really pretty cool.
1: Well, so, that's important. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it, Longmont's fairly white, but by all means, it's 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 more diverse than you might think. Yes, if you're coming yes. in from the outside and just driving past some of these, um, you know, pretty white businesses on Main Street. Yeah. Um, but if you're say if you're living in that area, um, the Main Street station or the spoke or whatever. The the Greenway being right there means that, like, that's not far away. Like, Left Hand could be a, a chore to get to if that the, the Greenway wasn't there. So yeah. you start connecting these various parts of town through that, and it being such a a bike centric part of the world, yeah, like you're actually pretty close to a lot of stuff. So neat.
0: I I, I look forward to these various projects, various improvements. Absolutely so, let's see. we got a couple of other things I wanted to mention too. Just saw this is uh hot goss here, but they're putting heaters over at Longspeak pub, so mm. we know that that's probably going to open here pretty soon they're, they They mm-hmm. said they were going to be back in March and they're planning to do their their stout month is always big, but they're planning to do it in the fall, so that's that's okay. the word there. yeah um you said that there's a mural plan on the back of Brown shoes yeah, so shoes, that's um, cool.
1: yeah, brown shoes at like seven thirties yeah seven thirties no. Three, 373 main little <laughs> dyslexia set in. Um, the mural will consist of several sets of wings painted on a colorful backdrop on the west side of Brown shoe fit. So on the on the back of the building. And uh, it looks like it's some um, young artists pairing with the Denver muralist, Austin Zucchini Fowler, to transform the back of this business into a colorful in- interactive mural. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to be interactive, but hey, neat. Yeah, looks like the Firehouse is. Art Center was put in. Boulder Museum, you know, there's some other people that have had um, their fingers in this particular pie, which is pretty cool. I like this art in in space, art in place, whatever you call it, um, these different things. It, it does add vibrancy. I remember being younger going like, you know, coming from a fairly sterile community where that kind of thing wasn't very common going, well, who's just going to let somebody paint on the wall, you
0: know, and it's <laughs> like,
1: it, it adds a lot. It does. It, it, it makes does. it feel like a warm, welcoming, inclusive environment. So it is.
0: You know, and actually, my son goes up at the University of Wyoming, and I have to say, Laramie has so many murals downtown. It is so cool. cool. It's yeah. really awesome. So yeah, I applaud the more murals thing. Finally, the Longmont Museum has got some really cool art going on. So. Uh, we are kind of still uh, struggling to have events and that sort of thing and, and the times that we have. But I, I'm optimistic that we will see some things flourish here in the summer and, and the fall. But right now they've got some great art. Yeah, so on.
1: it's from the end of January, so it's already in place until mid-July. Um, hopefully we can all get out and enjoy that. Um, it's Impressionalism, which I, as a style I actually genuinely like. Um, it's got, let's see if we can find the names, Monet, Degas, Pissarro, or Pissarro, probably, um, Pissarro. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they've got some originals, some chalks, um, some prints. Um, so, you know, a nice mix, eight bucks for adults, five bucks for students and seniors. Um, cool. Like just nice to see this kind of thing. Um, they've got a lot. And, you know, did, did we mention that alfalfas in Boulder has or is closing?
0: Yeah. So they're, we didn't mention it, but yeah, they're closing. And so it kind of made, I have to tell you, the first thing it made me wonder is like, Hmm, what about Longmont? Right. So if, right, if right, the right. one in Boulder, like that store when I was in college was around. And so as many, many years ago as alfalfas, and it was like the, you know, it was like the, the place where everybody kind of went to for the first taste of, of natural food, so to speak, and yeah. in Boulder. And so my first thought was like, gosh, I, held, I hope the one in Boulder or Longmont's going to do okay. But
1: yeah, and I, I wonder. I mean, yeah. if Boulder can't support it, oof, you know, the model in Longmont is, I'd say, more difficult. It's not as an expensive place. I don't know. Maybe if people have more disposable income left over because houses aren't so expensive or something. But yeah, um, I, what I will say too is probably a lot of places are struggling because they struggle to get their hands around the whole. How to deal with the pandemic piece? Yeah, you know, Whole yeah. Foods has done great. Some of the other places has really knocked it out of the park, and it just makes it so easy. And if it, you're new, and I don't know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe Trader, maybe Trader Joe's will go in there someday too. Who
0: knows? Well, Everybody. I think some people love that idea too, as well. But you know, of course, we don't wish anybody ill will. But no, exactly. Uh, but I, I was shocked when I read that. I was like, whoa! That was like yeah. the epicenter of natural foods. You know, that yeah. one location on on Arapaho. So yeah. All right. So I think we will uh, let our listeners uh, free. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, in that spirit, we're going to play Flying Like a Bird from Antonio Lopez. As always, want to thank Andy Epler for our intro music. Um, find us on Amazon Music Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts wherever you download your pod content reach out to us at SidishLongmont at gmail.com especially if you think young kids should leave voicemails that's my rail today so yeah. uh, you know I just I hey, it's really funny the uh, generational thing with phones and texting and everything is fascinating. Yeah. So you know these these young uns will have to adapt to something new when we get when yeah, they get older too. So like and subscribe every day. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so rate us. Brady's all about that. You know we wanted you to rate us and I let us know not. you're enjoying it. Thanks Brady. Thanks. Sir. <laughs> down flat feathers coming in the red or chili peppers catalog was my book of hands was the summer of 2001 in a garage on South wall taking myself too seriously i should have just